shop after her truck was kind of going crazy bonker wankers good. Did she start with the truck? Mm -hmm. She's Mm -hmm. got two really cute, sorry I'm eating ice cream. We're both eating ice cream but I feel like you guys have come to respect us from us so I feel like if we didn't, if we were those podcasters who spoke in dulcet tones of control. Would you like Pete sweaty and his sweaty (laughs) balls? You probably would hang up on us. This is whatever. why, though, like, maybe the podcast should be, like, eating while talking. Oh, you're right. Maybe next year we'll rebrand it as eating while talking. We could. So she has a really cute, two cute little ice cream trucks out front that are really well branded. Like, this place is an Instagram dream. Right. Well, and it was built for those reasons, I think. You know what I mean? To, to sort of take that joy that you feel with ice cream and help spread it visually she's done a great job of that the place is real cute they have like instagram walls where you can stand and hold up your cone here's the deal let me tell you do you know that she's opening in Stillwater? no so she's opening in Stillwater, and um the old wedge and wheel the cheese shop that was there and she has told me that there's scratch and sniff wallpaper there like, this is all about joy. And That's really cool. So the interesting thing was on Facebook this week, there was a post that she said that someone approached her in a bar, a woman approached her in a bar, and said, and kind of read her the riot act and said that her company wouldn't be last. First of all, who would do that? Who would spend 20 minutes telling a small business person that their company's not going to be around a year from now? That's just shitty behavior. It is. And also... In a bar makes me think that that person was totally fueled by drunk jealousy. And rage. And rage. So when you think about that, and the thing that I thought was, I can see where someone gets the thought that something is frivolous and something is a fad. And then especially because you tie yourself to social media, there's a huge generation of people who don't understand it. And they can't fathom how it's a reality and that it's got any sort of sticking point. But let me ask you, are you watching television? (laughs) Because at one point, that was a fad. That was a joke. And Netflix, remember? Like, when we started with Netflix and we were getting CDs mailed to us. I I don't understand how... Okay, so you spend 20 minutes telling her that she's a nothing as a business. What was sad to me was in her post, she said she then went home and cried for two hours. Well, of course, because how do you not? Even if you don't believe it. Because some of that leaks in. Mm Because you're a small business person and you're trying to, like, figure out how am I going to deal with the minimum wage? How am I going to feel with... Now I'm opening in St. Paul. There's different rules. There's different inspectors. By the way, uh, soft serve ice cream, if you haven't checked, like, there's real clear guidelines about not having disease because it's you need to clean the machines. So now you have to hire employees. They're going to clean the machines properly, like... That's a real thing. Well, and there's taxes, and there's licensing, and there's labor department rules, yeah. and there's reporting, and there's all this kind of stuff that people take for granted. Again, actually, this goes back to grand old day. 
in my mind because it's the idea of like and if we list talked about on our actual radio show that right. grand old day was canceled because the executive director and the committee that runs grand old day is volunteers and they didn't have sponsorship dollars and they weren't organized and it's six weeks away yeah and the mistake was the way that they executed the canceling of it truly but to the fact that the general reaction was an f you don't take my party is the idea that people don't really understand they want to take advantage of all the things they want all the gifts they want all the goods they want all the information they want all the things that make them happy but they don't care to understand how it gets there and this is a large part of the problem i didn't want them to take my party to be fair but i think my (laughs) biggest beef was just how it was handled Mm -hmm. if they would have said look we're a volunteer organization our executive director just left and we're six weeks out from this event and we don't have enough sponsor dollars we're sorry we didn't mean to disappoint our businesses we're a business association that upholds businesses give us a year to try to recover and regroup all for it it was just sort of cloaked in like "Mm, and we're gonna come back bigger and better next year it was like what huh it just didn't feel but so PR handled but so that's the point where someone who makes a judgment doesn't understand necessarily the impact and the true complexities of things which is actually one of the things for me as why I always want to try to provide context which is why I try to fight for the restaurant industry and talk about how the minimum wage is is you know is going to be a real problem and it's because people don't understand how the impact of these complexities all work towards getting your burger on your plate and not you but you know what I mean yeah and so but like let's talk about that for a second and I'm going to just take you to task (laughs) so you're like representing like the media and the business side but like how do we expect the general consumer to to understand those things like what do we want them to know what do we want them to care about and are we asking too much of them like you know you're gonna go I I just for one I'm shocked every Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday I go out my door all of the restaurants around me are packed people are eating out in droves this is not true though this is an anecdotal thing that I you... I feel like they are eating out in droves, but that. that there's three times as many restaurants. Well, so it but looks like... But you're saying that all restaurants are packed, and so you don't understand that. But that is unfair to say that then when I drive some, past someone at on a Tuesday night at 8 o'clock and there's nobody there, or a, even a Thursday night at 7 o'clock and there's like three people there, that's also a reality. But if you don't see it, it doesn't impact you. And that's the unfairness. But do people vote like with their dining dollars? And remember in the day, I felt like when we were you know, 20 years ago, we went to dinner, out to dinner, Fridays and Saturdays. Like, those were the nights you went out to dinner. Yeah. There wasn't an expectation that on Tuesday I was going to be packed. Like, well, it's just the general consumer I don't think side. That, no, and I don't think that there's... I don't think the equity is that in, that, in that explanation because I think that there's... I, I think that restaurants were always... You know, they used to be closed on Sunday, Monday. So they used to were be there as Tuesdays. many, do you think? No, we are for sure at more, but there are more people eating out now than there ever were. Yeah. So you can't really make that, that, like, the cultural shift is not just about the amount of restaurants, but the way people consume food outside of the home. Yeah, because it was, like, special occasion dining, and right. now it's just, like, I need to get tacos and my kid has soccer. Well, I'm not, and I'm not, I don't cook. So, like, I'm in my little place in Uptown, and so, like, I'm like, oh, are we going to have shawarma, or are we going to have yeah. Szechuan tonight? It's not about, like, what could I make? Or, you know, we're going out after work, and so then it just turns into a dinner, you know, kind of a thing. But there are people, I mean, definitely the food revolution has happened because obviously this is part of it, that you and I are sitting here talking and we get paid to, like, do this kind of a thing. True. But the the other side of it is that 
the, the industry has had to change and grow, and the tip situation is a part of it, and the way that that is both anachronistic but also a very big piece of the bedrock of where a low-margin business like a restaurant can then also support itself and become a solvent business for someone to own. Because the thing is, is it, it can be great for the workers, but if it's not for the ownership, it can't, it won't go on, and then the workers will be gone anyway. And if you think about it, like, we're at Minnesota Nice Cream, and I had an affogato with Steph, and that was like five bucks. And ice cream is about five bucks, and yeah. they're super pretty. Yeah. But so how many, like, you know, we're in a space in Northeast, right outside Able Brewing. How many ice cream cones do you got to sell I know, on to a make Saturday? The rent. Yeah. You think about everything comes down to, I mean, rent and labor. Those are the two things that are your... Uh, those are your overheads with food and food cost, obviously. And then there's a whole thing with, you know, a percentage of that has to be profitable. And I mean, I could go into it. I don't know about ice cream, about what their, what right. their food cost Ouch. is and percentages are. But it's um, the idea that there's, I mean, sometimes I look at coffee shops and I try to go like, I don't get it, man. You're selling $3 cups. It's kind of a similar it's experience. It's crazy to me to think that that could be a profitable model. You wanted to talk about, and I think this is something good to talk about, like businesses that give you joy. Right. Right, because here's the deal. There's something about, there's an earnestness right now in the world. And granted, we all have, we have a lot of work to do. And there's a <laughs> lot of problems. But I feel like I'm sitting with my mom who's giving me the, the pep talk about how we can be better citizens. We can be better citizens. <laughs> but the truth is, is that, you know, the current administration may have created some divisions that have just spurred more people on to do be more active and involved in solving problems and I think that's a wonderful byproduct of that. The problem is that sometimes we get to be so earnest and we start to think that all we can focus on are the problems and you forget that if you have no joy in your life, if you have no beauty, if you have no art, we have nothing. All we are are working drones. And I get it that it's like someone's hunger is bigger than someone else's happiness. I'm not saying those are equatable. I am saying that there's different amounts of attention and there's a big enough world where we can attend to both. And for me, it's important because I, my natural tendency to help people stems from a joy of this life. And if I can't find places like this where you can laugh and feel really good about that I, my giant ice cream cone has edible glitter and, you know, animal crackers and Reese's peanut butter cups piled on top and that makes me giggle. If I can't giggle, I can't do the other work too. This is why I keep tagging you in my coffee photos. No, the coffee is not it. <laughs> it is too. Because you go into like a coffee shop and someone's taking the time to make you this beautiful like honey lavender meal. I just went into Five Watt on Hennepin and the guy behind the counter, he was like, oh, you really should try this. I was like, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of sweet. He goes, I'll make it half as sweet. He's like, that's how I like it. Like, they put all this sugar in there. He's like, I'm going to do it my way. Are you game? Are you game? Like, he just totally sold me something. Yeah. I loved it. I would have never ordered it. He was so earnest. I have a picture of him actually peering over the counter as I take my first sip because he cared so much. Yeah. That was a joyous experience. Right. They program a radio station in that place. Oh, I know. Like, who does that? Uh -huh. That's joy. I know. And I guess part of it is the reminding, if you don't, if you aren't reminded of the good and sweet pieces of life, you'll just get stuck in the dark. And so for someone to rail on someone else for having a, what they deem as a frivolous endeavor, 
to me means that person is probably so stuck in the dark that they can't possibly find a way out. And that's unfortunate. And sad and joyless. That is unfortunate. And I would rather fix that than dedicate everything to, you know, all of the big, massive problems. Because you'll never fix them all. What gives you joy? Like, can you think of some places that just give you joy? Um, I mean, honestly, for me, it is the quietness of nature. That sounds so gross and weird. And maybe not what you would expect from me. Because I'm not, like, a crunchy human. But, like... <laughs> Quiet, you are too. But like quietly in the woods, that is a joyous thing. Also, a perfectly turned bite. You know, you know, for me that is like a thing. The that perfect is like, bite. Ellie still talks oh. about. Is this Steph March's perfect bite? Yeah, you have to find, and that's just a that's just a, a confluence of you know sort of attention that all kind of comes together. But also, honestly, like being with friends, sitting at a bar, having the drinks, and laughing loudly. Those are moments that I hold on to in all the other crap. Like if you can still find. So every Thanksgiving, I say this thing to my kids, and I've sort of realized I say it every. Every year I've sort of come to understand that maybe I should get a new phrase but I <laughs> or embrace the one you right. have I don't think you can seek happiness I don't think that's attainable I think that when we say I'm happy or not happy that doesn't actually work because you can't actually being happy sort of makes an, it's an unattainable thing that is an existence idea I don't think you can exist as happy you know, because I think there's life is too then varied. You have no, it's too complex. There's nothing to you have to have the yin and the yang. Right. So if you're just being happy all the time, you lose what that is because you have no sadness. Well, and I don't think that's not even possible for humanity. It's not. It's okay, not a human this construct. This is like the whole concept of the movie Up. No, not Up. Uh, the Feeling movie that Peter Berg, the guy from oh. Minneapolis, wrote. Right. Um, the uh, Pixar Feelings movie. Yeah. Inside something. Inside Out. Yeah, Inside Out. This is the whole concept of the movie. Have you seen it? I have, but I don't remember that about this. Yes, because you can't have joy without sadness. Oh, Like, right. you need Maybe. the dichotomy, and okay. you need to be fully present for all those emotions. Yeah. and I think, But I think that people get stuck with feeling like, well, I'm not happy. And I'm like... Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. There's, I don't know if anybody who is who could categorically say that they are happy. I think there are people who who are happy people, but I don't think that your life can construct around you to become happy. But so what I say is, seek joy. If you can just seek those moments of joy, if you can be, I have been in the worst circumstances in my life with like my divorce and my financial situation blowing up all around me, and I specifically remember one day driving home. And, I mean, like, life was about to just really crumble. And I had the roof off of my Jeep, and it was a gorgeous day. And I had a perfect song on the radio, and I was laughing, like full-body laughing, because that's joy. Because there was just an appreciation, and I think that's what comes with joy. Happiness is something you try to measure. Joy is something you feel. Joy is, joy comes with convertibles, too. Yeah, it does. I, when I had a convertible, I had some of those days... And I still think back to them. And Kurt's always like, why don't we get another convertible? I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like maybe that window's passed. But boy, was I glad I had that window. Seriously. I feel that way about Cardinals. Yeah. Like, there's a Cardinal. I live in the inner city now. I don't have as much nature around me. And there's a Cardinal in this tree outside my window that every morning it's calling. It's trying to find its mate. Mm-hmm. Do you I, answer? <laughs> no, but I would I if answer. I could. Yeah. I uh, I just, I lay there and I think, wow, like, 
that every year the Cardinals come and right now they're super bright red and they're trying to attract a mate so they're all like polished and yeah. stiffy mm-hmm. and then like in the winter and the fall they'd be draggled and they're almost like brown that's funny I don't think I've ever noticed that yeah their feathers actually change because they're trying to be right. all like look yeah. like an attractive mate interesting so that gives me joy but so does ice cream yeah. so does coffee so does coffee. So does this. So does a margarita. A margarita. So does a bootlegger. Like, I could go uh, through all my drinks. So does that, like, feeling you described of the top down is how I feel when I'm crossing the lake in our in fishing boat, boat. To go to Going the to the island, especially for the first time of the year. And, like, all of my stuff is there. My cookbooks, my metal tin dishes that I love so much, my special slippers that I won't wear anywhere else. Right. My jacket that is, like, the best jacket for up there because it's both warm and springy and summery. You know, my robe that has a hole that I only take up my crappy clothes to the cabin. Yeah. And then they get, like, a second life up there. But I love that robe, and I miss it. And all year I, like, oh. And then I'm, like, oh, the fancy robe with the bad hole in it. Yeah. Here it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's that. And I think if you can... I think you can be sad, and I think you can cry every day as long as you have little bits of joy to hold on to that can help get you through. So. And get those at Minnesota Ice Cream. And get your joy, and stand in, and feel free. Stand in front of a wall and take your picture. And support her. Like, she's an independent person who's just trying to, like, make pretty sparkly ice cream. And why you got to be all over that? I don't know. <laughs> that means you are a crabby human. Right. That's it. That's, That's it. all we got today. <laughs> Hi, it's Kristen. Did you know that not doing things is easier than doing them? There's a lot of things to do, especially this time of year. But when you don't do things, there's more time to do things. Does that make sense? What I mean is when you use Shipt to get everything from gifts to groceries delivered same day, you have more time for the things you want to do. To not do things so that you can do other things, visit Shipt.com slash holiday. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com slash holiday.